Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Check out some of our network mates. It is what it is. The Roaring Riot Podcast, Not What You Think, and the Carolina Line for more great talk about your favorite team. Follow the Riot Network on Twitter, at the Riot Network, to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, love us wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. With me, as always, Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is. Just saw the trailer for the new Ghostbusters, and he is psyched. Yeah, it looks really good. Very excited about it. Yeah, have you not seen it yet? Don't talk before you're introduced. Thank you very much. That was a I'll be taking this part. Yeah, it's really, it's like if I, can't tell me you're a cop if I ask you, or is that, that's the opposite of what it is. If I ask you if you're a cop, you have to tell me. That's what it is. Um, I should have introduced Colin first. Yes, this thing's going off the rails immediately. New Ghostbusters looks great. The new Wonder Woman looks excellent as well. Sometimes those trailers are better than the actual movies, though. I mean, let's be honest. But Paul Rudd is in Ghostbusters, correct? Yes, he sure is. like he does no wrong, so. Yeah, no, and he's also, he may have been in the original Ghostbusters because he does not age as well. It's true. I'll watch both of those movies. Oh, absolutely. Colin is going to explode if I don't introduce him. I could see him over here. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report. Huge fan of analytics and everything that comes with it. You love those analytics, don't you? Big fan of numbers. Meaningful numbers are wonderful. Numbers that just spit out numbers in a spreadsheet, not so much. I I was going to ask if it's going to be all hyenas in this Ghostbusters or what the the gimmick was going to be this time. But I guess they've they're introducing. They've given it back to the men, baby. Yeah, Yeah. That's where it. Where it needs to be. Good. Out of balance. Can't have all these women in films. It's ridiculous. It's it's important for all media to have more male representation than female I need more white dudes on screen, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. They're not enough. I'm not represented enough up there. I'm not even going to like fight you on this because I was really upset they redid Ghostbusters with women. Oh, man. (laughs) Not what I expected you to say. (laughs) I I was I was very upset. Also, if we could get more uh, fat dudes married to um, very attractive women on TV, that would be great. Like the Queen, King of Queens, the King yeah. of Queens, yep. baby. It's a great show. It is very. I would call it underrated. I would say that. Yeah, I, I think catch reruns every once in a while. It gets a lot of hate, and I'm a. You know what? I'm a Kevin James guy. I don't really care. Call it, make fun of me. Maybe not a Paul Blart guy, but King no. of Queens. I'm I'm here for that. I liked the show better when Ray Romano did it the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Let's introduce our guest because she has thoughts and feelings. What? Um, what? <laughs> Two female voices. I don't. Yeah. Are you ready Wait for this? Too many. I'm doing the math. Wait, something is wrong here. Yeah. How about okay. those analytics? <laughs> On the one day contract this week, Elena Getzenberg, beat writer for the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer, and is personally responsible for the Panthers losing streak. Thank you, as they have not won a game since she arrived on the beat. She's also been sick for three weeks now, and you've avoided us all three weeks to not be on the show. We got you this week. 
We were really trying to keep that losing streak a secret as long as we could, but I guess, yes, it's true. They're 0-5 since I have Thanks a lot, started Elena. covering them. Not so. since Jimmy Clausen showed up if we had such a, <laughs> such a tremendous return on investment. We prefer to blame it on Brendan Marks leaving the beat, and mm. the, it's the opposite impact instead, so it's I'll true. go with that. But thanks for having me, guys. Has he been at a ACC basketball game that they've won as well? I think he went to the... Duke, Duke game where they lost something. to Stephen F. Austin, and now he's definitely been to the two worst losses in Carolina basketball history. That so. he has. So blame him for that, too. I do. I blame Brendan for most things. Um, what else do you blame him for? Uh, first of all, that female reboot of the Ghostbusters. That was He I, He was talking true. about it, and then it came out, and I was like, come on, bro. we got to." And then he also had this idea for Indiana Jones where he was going to climb in a fridge, and it was going to be a whole thing. There were going to be animals. And, and I was like, Brendan, that's a bad idea. And he was like, no, we're going to do it. And he thought Ed Norton could pull off Indiana Jones, which is, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't know about his taste in that one. Yeah. He also thought Ed Norton could be the Hulk. He made that casting decision. Brendan, come on. <laughs> Ridiculous! I didn't realize he had so much power. Yeah, he also he also uh, has <laughs> been teaching. Front. He's been Will Greer's private quarterback coach this season. Wow! This is the power that of the green screen. So much. Yeah, it and, explains so much. And he was teaching Greg Dorch how to hold on to that ball. Yikes! Yeah, that it. turned out well. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that I was gonna say. Can you come up with anything else? <laughs> no, I don't that's have enough it. blame. No. That's it. Yeah. Enough of the blame game. So, sure. Also, he taught the Panthers how to tackle. Is that good? There you go. Yeah, wow. he was wor- he was organizing the gap fits. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> so we start the show with Nikki's super important question. It's going to be kind of weird because I just want to. We oh got to bring this up right now. What was Tepper putting ketchup on when they showed him at that game? What What was happening? So the whole plate was. It appeared to me like it may have been a, a brisket. Was it a brisket? <sighs> And then a piece of ham, and that was the plate, and then a Diet Coke, and then a glob of ketchup. It was a questionable brown meat. It brought up a whole – the whole press row was really having quite the whole debate about it. Yeah. It wasn't just press row. I think that debate I think it reached far and Twitter, wide. But, I mean, listen – I I don't have a lot of hate for it. I don't I don't think it was a good choice, but like let the man eat what he wants to eat in peace. That's my take with it. People eat weird stuff. I no, I disagree. <laughs> I feel like there are very first of all, if it's not going on bread, you shouldn't be putting ketchup on your meat. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. If those are the the portion sizes that the Falcons cheap uh, concessions <laughs> are offering, well, thanks thanks guys. Oh yeah, I mean the tickets are a hundred and. $95 for the worst seats in the house and the but the hot dogs are cheap. That's why it was so empty in there. I mean, that was honestly the, embarrassing how empty it was. Like, Elena can back me up on this. Last year, week 2, I think was their home opener and it was there was like, oh man, there are a lot of empty seats. This week it was I mean, there if there were 25,000 people there, I I would eat my hat. I would I would eat my hat with ketchup on it. Is what I would <laughs> oh, God. Do you if, think do you think with if they continue to have attendance like that that they're going to be able to they'll keep doing this concession thing or do you think this will actually end up being a kind of a one and done type experiment for them? Cuz I oh. have to imagine they have not gotten the return that they would have thought, right? Well, I don't know. I, uh-huh. that's a good question. I think a lot of people said like uh, I basically like tweeted out how nice Mercedes-Benz Stadium is and people were like, "Well, there's nobody there for it." And it's like, "Well, I mean, that's not the re- the reason why people are not there is not because it's so nice there. People are like, "Well, I can't come." It's because the team stinks, and uh, it'll be interesting to see 
how soon uh, the team here in Charlotte gets better before David Tepper is like, I need a new stadium. I mean, this the attendance here has been not as bad as that game was, but I mean, it was that game against the Redskins. There were not a lot of people there, and like, I think the attendance in Atlanta is more about two bad teams playing. Mm, that's a good point. And a game that doesn't matter at all. Did you feel like it was loud there, and you couldn't figure out why it was loud there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't. That was like what they they. Bus in sound. That's not what the word I'm looking for is. They pipe, pipe in. in. Pump yeah. in, yeah. pipe they in. They just bust it in. Uh, they, yeah, they bust in the, the sound from out of state. <laughs> and I don't think that it's um, – I couldn't – it did not seem loud in there, too. Okay. It seemed yeah. like the kind of place – like, ha, have you ever been to, like, a minor league baseball game where you felt like if you yelled loud – like, if you yelled, the outfielder would, like, respond to you? That's what it felt like. Like, you could just yell and, like and if you Perry Fuel would turn around and be like, I know <laughs> – like, like on a punt, you could have yelled, Peter, Peter, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone would have scurried. It was that bad. I was even going to be like, I could go sit down and have a whole row to myself. And like, you could like lounge in there. It was, it was bad. But I was at that Sunday night game when they played Philadelphia. What was that? Was that week two? Uh, yeah. Yes. Week two. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was empty then. And so I just can't even imagine in real life what it looked like. On Sunday. And yet still somehow David Tepper got a single piece of pink meat and a single piece of brown meat and ketchup. And I'm, I'm ham and ketchup. No, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. So then, so now we're left to either brisket or steak. Is it acceptable to put ketchup on either of those? Uh, If if you're the president, that's going to be some dry meat, right? Like uh, if you're putting ketchup on that brisket or ketchup on that steak, that's got to be some over. That's well done. If you're you're worth 12B, they can't be bringing you a a dry steak unless you order it that way. Oh, oh, man. Now now we're opening up more cans of worms. I mean, he's in a booth. would not want to put ketchup on. Yeah, another protein I would not put ketchup on. See, and I'm really here for, like, I'm a big ketchup person, and I'm more open to, like, what you can put ketchup on. And I don't think. Hot dogs. Hot dogs, French sure. fries, hamburgers. But I think there's like certain times that, where the list ends there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, end of list. <laughs> there could be like really bad meat that you like just need to make a little better. You should not eat that meat do. if it's that bad. <laughs> what if you're really hungry? I don't know. Now is now the other question that we have to ask is: Were there other condiments in that box up there? Because if that's the only way you can wet up that meat what if it you wasn't gotta put ketchup? Some ketchup on there well i didn't it was he, definitely and, ketchup and, he, and it was Heinz, of course yeah you okay. know, mr pittsburgh yeah it's, it's a pittsburgh thing you just put ketchup yeah. on everything right there's yeah and there's no ranch put, there's yes. no ranch in atlanta come on i, I think I'd he's put claiming that on my cultural steak ketchup. a cultural except exception because he's from pittsburgh i am also from pittsburgh and I, so i will back him up and say that yes putting heinz ketchup is the answer to most bad food pieces of food and so. french fries in your sandwich. sandwich also are a great thing to do so i w- that i would wish he- that was what he was eating instead of a gross looking piece of meat but you know do you put ketchup on everything not Good everything question. no everything no. bagels there's <laughs> no there's definitely things it doesn't go with like but- <laughs> give me something you won't put ketchup on I don't know, like a piece of cake. Like you don't put ketchup on. <laughs> that's your go. That's your example for non-ketchup food is a piece of cake. <laughs> Could have gone by pizza. Could have stopped at lasagna. I feel like if you put ketchup on pizza, you're just like adding more tomato to it. No, not on pizza. It's like certain. You could make the case like a hamburger and like other pieces of meat can follow that up. That's all I'm saying. There's other pieces of meat that are acceptable. Are in you my suggesting opinion. that you might put ketchup like on chicken? 
I yeah, it's fried chicken, like a fried chicken sandwich. I would put ketchup on. I think Not Texas the Pete's first the only choice. thing that you're allowed to put on. No, you can put mayonnaise on ketchup on a chicken sandwich. No. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. on a yeah, chicken yeah, yeah, sandwich. Mayo's gross. Mayo's gross. <gasps> oh, so that's come why, on. like, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to make you. This is who David Tepper's trying to turn us into here <laughs> in Carolina. Ketchup is way better option than mayo. That is a. Strong belief. We, are I t- have. We, can't even have, we can't even have the Duke's conversation. Like, I feel like we so should far. just end the show. Like this thing is this thing is going off the rails. I don't even feel like that's a hot take. Like I feel like that's, that's the like... hottest of all the takes. <laughs> okay. If you were making like chicken salad or tuna salad or egg salad, you got to make that with ketchup. No, no, no. Those are the only cranberry sauce no. and ketchup. How do you feel that's about like cranberry mayo. sauce? <laughs> I like cranberry sauce. Okay. Good answer. Homemade Good answer. cranberry sauce, so not in a can. Thank not you. a can person. That's fair. We got a couple cans over here in the studio, so if you want to. I, I think the can's gross. But... It's ocean spray. Uh, well, yeah. Classic. You know. So when you go to your Popeyes, <laughs> I'm so stuck on this. I promise we'll get the football. When you go to your Popeyes or your Chick-fil-A yes. and you get your chicken sandwich, you put ketchup on it? I would I would put ketchup on it. It's not necessarily my first choice. I'll say that. Okay. It's not like okay. I'm not like, right. oh, let me grab the ketchup. But it's like okay. like if it's like, oh, I forgot to get Chick-fil-A sauce or I forgot to get, you know, barbecue sauce, maybe something like that. The ketchup would be a perfect substitute. Like a last resort? Uh sure. Mm, I feel like I'm bailing to... myself out a little <laughs> bit yeah. here, but a sure. perfect substitute, much like Colin Jones. <laughs> yeah. There true. you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not the first, not the first sauce you want on your sandwich, right. but in a pinch, can play a lot of roles. The Kyle there Love of yeah, defensive line. Perfect. Well, if you want to hear your super important question on the show, go to iTunes, leave us a review, and put it there. We'll ask it. I mean, we talk about it all. Ketchup, all the end of list. That's it. It's the only important thing we've ever talked about. Exactly. Okay, now we can talk about football. Are Are you ready? Now we've got all the. Important stuff out of the way. Absolutely. I feel like we introduced Elena, who yeah. you are as a yes. Elena, do you want to talk about who you are as a person? Oh, what's, yeah. what's your uh, history? Yes. What brought you to Charlotte? Sure. Well, the job brought me to Charlotte. I am the new Panthers beat writer for the Charlotte Observer. Just me right now. Be partner pending. Um, <laughs> BPP. <laughs> Um, I can't. Is there a trade to be expected? Like, are they going <laughs> through the waiver claims? Like, how do you be That'd be to really be exciting later. to be named later, so stay tuned. Um, I came here from Dallas. I was working for the Dallas Morning News, helping cover the Cowboys, doing some other stuff. So that's kind of my background. I went to Cal, so Ron Rivera and I had gone to the same – well, we still have gone to the same college, but that's gone now. So, yeah, that's me, and I've only been in Charlotte like a month. So any tips are very welcome. Did, now, when you say you were covering – were you like going to Dallas, like the practice facility and things like that? So yep. like, what's, the, what's the biggest difference you'd say that you've noticed in a month from Dallas to here? The biggest difference is the, number, the amount of media covering the team, for sure, sure. I'd say. Um, and just how seriously they kind of take themselves. Like, it's much more like, we're the Dallas Cowboys, and, like, here are rules for covering. There's, like, they're a little stricter with that sort of stuff, and everything's, like, a lot more attention drawn to it is what I'd say. Josh is known amongst the, the local journalists as the big dog. I, do you think he would Do you think he would uh, have that same title in Dallas, or do you think he'd less likely? Um, I'm going to go with a little less likely. Yeah, that's fair. A little less. There's just so many people, you know. He might not be so high profile as he is now. I have it on my business card right next to best podcaster award winner. 
That AKA all fits? the big dog. It fits on one business card? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's actually big, an 8 by 11 big. legal pad. <laughs> It's more of a sheet of paper than a business card, but I do hand it to people and then ask them to hand it back when I uh, need to. Oh, come on, Colin. We're trying to put on a show here. This is ridiculous. Who is it? Are you going to answer it? Oh, yeah. Who no, is it? No, no. 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 I just, I'll just be a bad businessman. Straight to voicemail. That's Thanks. fair. If you're listening and you got sent to voicemail, <laughs> we are sorry. Right about, yep. We right are about. sorry. Well, I guess the other big difference is you were covering a team that was probably going to win their division and go to the playoffs with six wins. Yep. Yeah, I'm really bummed to have been missed out on that whole experience. And they, we had, like, I did, like, a lot of their, like, previewing stuff for the season. It was like, oh, the Cowboys, like, Super Bowl or bust. And now, like, looking back at that, it's, like, not so great. So. If it makes you feel any better, the Carolina Panthers were also Super Bowl or bust. So true. Um, they're really Maybe built to win less. now. Maybe and... a little less. But really yeah, built to win now. I've heard I've heard about that. Yeah. What do you think uh the chances that Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers week one next season? What? Negative. <laughs> Negative chances. Zero chance. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> I appreciate the effort though. What about Ron what... Rivera being the Cowboys coach? Week that would one? be fascinating. Not a negative chance. Little chance, though, I think. That's not, like, a, a sexy hire for Jerry Jones, I don't feel like. But It's got, it's like Lincoln Riley or Bust, right? Yeah, I mean, you would, I mean, it could happen. I would think that, I don't know. I just don't see that <laughs> happening. That seems like, like something didn't go right first for Jerry Jones mm. to get to Ron oh. Rivera. Like he struck out on, yeah. on Lincoln. Like something and then didn't go like, right, and then it was like, oh, yeah, Ron Rivera. Eh. Dabo's not returning my calls. Yeah, and so, that yeah. sort of thing. Daggummit. <laughs> That's was Roy Williams in there. <laughs> yeah. That's what Dabo's press conference this weekend when he said that. I don't know why I laughed about it for like ten minutes. I just really enjoy hearing him say "daggummit." Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never. I, yeah, I didn't want. Dabo doesn't like to curse, so apparently that is maybe a go-to word of his when Dag-gummit. he's upset. I, like I used it. to say "fluffernutters" a lot, and mm. um, my wife really hated it. Like, how would you say it? Like, like instead of "mfers," I would say "fluffernutters." Like. For nutters, I gotta run out of here. And, yeah, that um, would annoy me too. I yeah, think it, it did. It's not in my vernacular anymore. Oh, great, great! I got the TNT edited version of my husband. Wonderful. Well, I was trying to watch my life. Over here, fluffer nutters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going down, fluffer nutters. <laughs> Were you afraid that your dog was going to pick up on the language? I like- am so sick of these fluffer nutter snakes on this fluffer nutter plane. <laughs> Now, I would have watched that movie, yeah, let that me tell good. you. Good sandwich, good curse word. Not that good better than, sandwich. Oh, you uh, don't think it's have, better than ketchup? Uh, ketchup sandwich. <laughs> I feel like I have hot food takes now. Elena <laughs> Ket- Ketchup Ketzenberg. That's your new I nickname. Wish. There we I go. wish. Yeah. It's better than, yeah, I'll take it. All right, that's fair. The, the big dog and ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> let's, not, let's not take it too far. All right. All right. All right. All right, now we have to talk about football. So, Cam Newton... Had foot surgery yesterday. The question is, is he going to be healthy again in March? Um, Doctor Klein, <laughs> you looked, uh, o- looked over all of the all of the notes that the surgeon has. Saw uh, the X-rays, yeah, mm-hmm. the MRIs. You've been apprised. Uh, well, we talked about Ron Rivera all week last week, so that's why we have to talk about Cam Newton this week because there there are only really only two topics that matter. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. Ever since the news came out that he was having foot surgery, the bigger question is not whether he'll be healthy in March. It's why did he wait until uh, December 
ninth to have that surgery. Colin, Dr. Coggard? I would suggest that perhaps it is Cam Newton's own surgical history of not having great success with procedures that he, at this point in time, would want to wait as long as possible to see if there's any possibility of it healing on its own. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't, if it's not going to heal on its own, but like, how do you know now, December? So it's now, so this was the drop dead date, essentially. Like, if we don't have surgery now, you're not going to be ready for the start of the league year. I think that, yeah, I think that absolutely is in play. This is all building towards next year. Whatever the timeline is, I think it probably is pretty well worked out so that it's like, you know, feel like you're up at this point and then they could potentially make the trade that, you know, Rappaport um, said that they would be open to this offseason, give them that window. I think it probably is all about the the timing for the league year. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it was also there was probably a point they reached where it was like he, like you said, like he was probably hoping he wouldn't have to get surgery, and they got to a point where it was the only choice, and it happened to be that it took a month to get to that choice. I think it's probably how it ended up working out. I mean, and at some point he has to figure out if he can get healthy or not because there's a the clock's ticking. I think up to this point, there's been no no gain for for him probably to have the surgery earlier. So this is probably a good time, and feel like you'll be have six months or whatever to kind of build up to the to the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think it's also it's one of those things where uh, we've talked about this in the past, and we jump into our consp- put on our conspiracy hats. But you know, when you say, never would I ever. <laughs> When, when it is time for the league year to begin, for him to take physicals, for him to look at whether or not he's healthy, look at how well my foot has healed from the surgery, pay no attention yep. to the rest of my body, but look at how well my foot has healed. I'm, I am running, I'm cutting, I'm, I'm dancing, I look good, I feel good, I play good, I pay good, you pay good. Yes, yes. Pay no attention to the shoulder. That's that's the recurring storyline of, of this entire thing. I I'm not worried about the foot. I'm just I mean if, if if I was an NFL GM or an owner, I would not be. I would really not be concerned about his foot. It is all about the shoulder. So we're we're going to be in the exact same spot. And the, I don't know if anything's changed for Josh, but I still feel the exact same way that I did. If I was Cam's advisor, I would tell him do not play this final year. Um, on on this one year deal, we are going to get you a new deal, and if it has to be somewhere else, then then so be it. If Cam Newton plays this year, uh, uh, this uh, uh, for the Carolina Panthers, or well, I mean next year, if he plays on this final year of his deal for the Carolina Panthers, he will be doing it against the advice of his camp. I believe that. I I mean I agree with. I mean, I don't think it makes sense for Cam. I agree. I don't think it makes sense for Cam to play on this one-year deal, whatever, because likelihood is maybe he'd get hurt again, and then he's really in a bad spot. But, I mean, the Panthers are in a weird spot, too, where I am worried about the foot. And I know what you're saying, that the focus is on the shoulder, but I think I'm worried about every body part that's been injured. If I'm Marty Herney, if I'm any GM in the NFL, I'm concerned about every single part of his body that's been injured because – he has it. I mean, I we haven't seen the shoulder be great yet, but we also haven't. The foot was the issue this year, so I, if I'm Cam, I agree. I wouldn't play on the one year deal for the Panthers. I don't think that this contract is paying him enough, and the likelihood of him is getting injured is bad. But I also think there's everything to be concerned about. So, yeah, I I, I think we've done this a million times that it's it's like an impasse and. I, I've been seeing a little bit of this 
this reaction on social media of people saying of people saying, well, I heard from sources that Cam wants to stay in Carolina. And that is true. He does want to stay in Carolina if they give him a new deal. That's the reason why he said it at his Thanksgiving jam, Charlotte is home. We want to do this for the next few years, for the for the foreseeable future. He wants another deal, and you can't really blame him for that. So this idea that like Cam wants out, he doesn't want out. He wants a new deal, and if he and his people can get that here, that would be better for him, right? I mean, he has Charlotte loves Cam Newton. He know they know Cam Newton, so he doesn't have to like introduce himself to this new community and kind of his uh, quirks and, and what he does and what he doesn't do. And he's been great for the city of Charlotte, and, and the city of Charlotte has been great for him. So I think that he definitely wants to stay close to his family, close to Atlanta where his kids live. Uh, but it's not that he wants to stay so badly that he's willing to forego his future. And I think that is the key difference, just like when you say – the Panthers would love to have a healthy Cam Newton back. There's a key word there, and it's a healthy Cam Newton. So you have to consider both of those things. Cam wants to play in Charlotte, but he wants to play on a new deal, and the Panthers want Cam to play if he's healthy. And those caveats may not intersect. Seems like every Sunday we get a new story that comes out, but it's actually not a new story. It's basically the same Cam narrative maybe just told a different way. Everybody yeah. freaks out on social media and all that. Is this our life now going for the next three months? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's inevitable. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can tell me all about it. Now, this situation is not going to change. It just like Josh said. doesn't mean that anybody wants Cam out of town. It just means that they, I, it's like we said, they know too much to give him the deal that I think if you were Chicago, it's probably worth it. You know, and I know Trubisky played well this past week, but we'll see. But it would be worth it if you were a team that felt like you were you were really close, and if you could plug in that quarterback for even just one year, you'd give yourself a real shot at a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd take that run at it. But if you're the Panthers and you know the, the kind of the condition, you you probably less likely to take that risk. And that's where we're at. I'm also thinking if I'm an NFL GM too. We- we're going to be hearing about this because no one's making any decisions about this until he's had the surgery now. Okay, now I'm waiting to see what he looks like. Like, I'm not trading draft picks until I see how he responds to the surgery. So we're going to keep hearing about this. It's going to be a few months probably, and until then we're just going to have to wait and see. I really think the best-case scenario for Panther fans is that Panthers get returned. They get a trade, like you said, that they – that. At the end of this, he gets healthy, and the team says, "All right, we're ready to throw down because we want we want to get him to our facility in our organization right now. Get let's get going on next season. That's the best case scenario for the Panther fans. I I wonder if, well, yeah, yes, I I think the best case scenario, and it may not actually be a scenario that could possibly happen, is that Cam Newton is. 100% healthy. We've all been wrong about the shoulder and the foot. There was nothing to worry about. And he comes back and leads the Panthers to five more Super Bowls. It's just like David Tepper said when we talked to him. He said, you know, the hope is that Cam is healthy and he takes us to a Super Bowl. And that's the hope. But I think that that is – there's a big difference between a hope and yep. and a plan. And yep. – Your if, parents and you're hoping a big man is going to come down and – Deliver Christmas. A big dog. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to work on that plan. 
I just oh, no. pictured Josh as Santa for some reason. Now <laughs> I have dressed up as Santa before. Fun that's fact. not shocking. Yeah. What does that Somehow mean? I'm that's not, not shocking. shocking. I don't know. I was a great Santa. Thank you very much. Okay. Like for children. For children and adults, I was I was asked to uh, asked to dress up as Santa because um, I was one of a few people that would not be celebrating Christmas, as I am uh, Jewish, as we've all heard. I am a um, Jewish. Is that what you just said? Well, I kind of just stuttered with like, uh. I'm but... just glad to know that I'm not the only one that struggles when you get right to that moment. Sometimes I am uh, a Jewish. You know, you know the guy I do the show with. He's uh, uh, he's Jewish. Oh boy, this is yeah, one of those right. things you're hoping I'm right. going to cut out, but I'm not. That's fine. It's oh, fine. Leave that in there, and all of my aunts and uncles are going to be so mad at you. That Colin seems anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, yeah, and I dressed up as Santa, and uh, I promised uh, presents that I was never going to come through on. Great. Oh, just like a man. No man. <laughs> All right, whatever, Ghostbusters. Can I hear you're a Santa? You, you have to, like, wow. have... <laughs> I, like I feel like it's just the same as Colin. <laughs> like, I just have to have to, like, wiggle my head before I, like, I have to get a little... Ho, ho, ho! Was that pretty good? I think that was pretty good. It's pretty good. Could you do it one more time? Nope, not for Instagram. <laughs> not going to happen. That was better than I thought. That, thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> not bad for a Jewish. Jiggle my yeah. belly like a bowl full of jelly. Okay, Did then. You like? That was worse. <laughs> yeah. That was worse. Yeah, oh, wait, were you still was. doing Santa there? <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. That was mean and expected did you stuff a pillow like <laughs> under your jacket yeah uh i did thank you actually i was a bit i was i was a bigger dog back then so i didn't need as large but it was more of a throw pillow but yes i did is there a picture of this i feel like i don't know and weirdly i remember now that i brought a date to that party and um wow it was weird was she an elf no <laughs> it was mrs claus type of a situation <laughs> um but that was one of our first dates and uh Last date. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> was there a second? <laughs> not my, not my lovely wife Renee, and that's all I'll say about that. Oh gosh, I'm gonna find this picture somehow. What, what year are we talking? Oh boy, I would say it was like it was solidly like 2000, 2005. It was like okay. a like a Pilardi or like a Heineke. That's an 05 or an 06. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. We will track this down somehow. This is what social media was made for. It must exist. It's out there. Probably. Somebody got it out there. It's out there. So Dante Jackson had a few choice words to say after the game on Sunday. He was talking about coaches, play calling. First of all, Josh, were you there for that? No, I was actually talking to uh, Luke Coochley during that period. Elena, were you there for that? I was not. It was oh, only man. Uh, two people were there for that. I believe Scott Fowler and Jordan were there for that. So. Yeah, there were some. Uh, I saw some mics around, some microphones around That's not what well. I heard at first. Oh, okay. Well, so well, maybe there's the... – oh, and Falcons PR. That oh, was yeah, the... of course. <laughs> sure. Well, they were there for that. Stoking the flames. Yeah. <laughs> pouring ketchup on that fire. <laughs> Colin, let's. I, I assume you have things to say. About sure. This. Well, it, let, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can talk if you need me yeah. to. Well, you know, part of me is like you put the guy on the front of Bank of America Stadium when he hadn't really accomplished anything. It wasn't that long ago when we refused to make the the, the quarterback the captain. Um, you know, in in his in his rookie year, and I know Dante's not in his rookie year, but this is a guy that you you. I feel like they they're creating this monster. That they're they're feeding this monster. You're you're putting them, you put them out front. Um, uh, you know, is, is part of the 
the presentation there at the main gate. And that, that has typically been reserved for guys that have done a little bit more than Dante has. And I also think you have an outspoken owner that, that's creating this culture where it seems to be okay to talk about things. So uh, this is when was the last time we had this out of a out of a young guy? Do you do you remember? Well, um, Rashawn Galden last year famously tweeted out the waving emoji when somebody. Okay. He, okay. He, Any adults in the past? <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> Any professional football players? Um, I mean, this is not something we've seen a whole lot of uh, here. I, Kevin Kevin Green versus Kevin Steele in the in the early formative years when they fought on the sideline was obviously player coach, but this is pretty high up there in terms of a player taking a, taking swings at coaches to say that this was a bad play call. I mean, this is pretty high up there for us. I mean, I think what was interesting to me about it was what if Ron Rivera had called. You know that he he was calling plays. Would that this have happened if you know Ron had been on the sideline? Probably not. I mean, I think we could say. I mean, I think it's interesting to think about the timing of it and you know what the future of this coaching staff is. Obviously, it's not. You know, he shouldn't have. It looks bad to say that, and it seems entirely misguided. But on the other hand, well, I have don't a good know. game before you're going to say that. Sure, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I don't disagree with any of those things i also feel like um this kind of thing can't happen and if perry fuel doesn't do something about it uh i mean it doesn't really matter right because perry fuel is not gonna be the head coach next year but in reality this says what dante jackson essentially said was i don't care about my head coach i don't care about the rest maybe not the rest of the guys in this locker room but the the opinion that the coaching staff has of me doesn't matter to me because I am bigger than mm-hmm. the head coach, the guy that used to be my my position coach, FYI, and has been working really closely with me over the course of the entire year. Probably more I am than going anybody to, else, right? Because of all of yeah. what you have invested in. Yes. I am going to go in front of multiple microphones, whether it was just Scott or just Jordan, and multiple. he said it. He went back to the well multiple times. It was not as if he said something emotionally in vain and was oh man i oh no he said it very coldly very collectedly these are bad calls these are horrible calls and the idea somehow this also got fire on social media that he was taken out of context he was not taken out of context just because you say something in a rational tone of voice you still said it and you still meant it and yes he said after he had just ripped his coaches and said, oh, well, that was a bad call, inexcusable, horrible play calls, not smart football. These are all words that he said to describe his coach, his superior, the guy that essentially controls his job. And then after that, he said, yeah, but I got to make that tackle. And so that somehow made it okay. That doesn't make it okay. If I say to Nikki, Nikki, Colin is really bad at podcasting, like really, really bad. Like his breath smells bad. Um, All of the points that he has are terrible. I would compare his podcasting style to putting ketchup on a chicken sandwich. Wow. But I could do some work myself. That doesn't mean that I was nice to cut. That means I was a dick to Colin and I shouldn't do that. I certainly shouldn't say it into a microphone so that people can cut it out and put it on the internet. If I want to have, if I have problems with Colin, I need to address that when a microphone is not in front of me. I can also, tell and you, I will. <laughs> to that point, off of that, he kept saying it as more people came over. 
Yes. He more people did come over. However many were there to start, and he continued. So whatever that's worth. How long did this go on, by the way? That's been a few minutes. Yeah, six six to seven minutes. I mean, he didn't talk all about Perry Fuel's bad coaching, but he said it and. Fuel addressed it. I mean, he answered two questions about it, whatever. And he said, essentially, like, we're going to handle it internally, which is fine. um, But it wasn't handled internally immediately. And to me, Dante Jackson said to himself, I don't need to handle this internally. I can say it to the media, and it doesn't matter. Because I'm bigger than Perry Fuel. He's the interim head coach, but who gives a shit? I'm the starting corner. That's one of two curses that we can use. (laughs) I went to my safe space while you were talking, so forgive me if I repeat something that that you said, Josh. But Luke Keekley is saying the biggest issue this defense has is guys buying in. Is guys being in the right position at the right time, not trying to do too much, that time and again they're failing at executing because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And then let's pan over here, and here's Dante Jackson saying, "It's terrible. It's this is not like how how this is supposed to be your up and coming rookie or your up and coming star of the back end, and you have your captain. And I'm who's not siding with the captain here? I mean, do you know the room that you're in, young man. The captain is saying that that, that we got to buy and we got to do the things the right way, and you're saying, oh, this is bad football, and just explaining why you you along with other teammates in that back end of that defense, continue to not buy in and do what you need to do. Now, just to be clear, I was I missed the Dante Jackson media scrum because I was talking to Luke Keekley while Luke was saying the words, the coaches are doing a good job, the coaches are putting us in a good position, whether or not he believes it, which, well, uh, that's what he's saying because that's what you project outwardly. This is, this is the way that sports professional sports works you don't go you don't throw your coach under the bus or else it just goes it ends up going poorly a hundred percent of the time and this is a guy in theory in perry fuel like let's 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 say that just as bill both asked david tepper in that six minute video let's let's assume that the that, that perry fuel and everybody has a chance to to win their job this is week one of his audition and the guy that he's been busting his butt with Again, I guarantee you more than with anybody else because of the investment that they have in him and what they believe he can be. And we've seen it. We've seen him run stride for stride with guys, with Ted Ginn. No one runs stride for stride with Ted Ginn, and yet he can do that. He has that ability. That's why they drafted him. And you know Perry Fuel has worked with him. And week one of this guy getting a job interview, and this is what you have for him? Oh, I'm... There's ladies in the room. What I wanted to tell Dante Jackson to do in that moment, I, I've swallowed it and I'm just going to move on. Yeah. But point is, this is a guy that's worked with you for, you know, this season, last season, and this is what you have for him. I, I, I couldn't be more dis- – it's been a long time since I felt as disappointed in a guy that you believed as a young Carolina Panther can be something, could be a real piece for this organization. We haven't – and, and – I just don't I don't I don't know that it's gonna I don't know it's gonna work out. I don't feel as strongly as you do about what he said. I don't think it was right. I don't think it was the right choice, but I don't know if I would like to, I for having someone break like that and like I don't know. I think this is a team that's been building to this and it wasn't good and it's not great, but I mean I don't I'm sure someone talked to him and we're not gonna see it again. Well, funny about that, because Perry Fuel addressed it in the press conference, and then 
as the follow-up question, because he said, no, I didn't talk to him yesterday. It's probably a good thing I didn't talk to him. But I did talk to him today. And then as the question, well, what was said between you and, again, the cornerback that's one of the few people on the front of Bank of America Stadium, i.e. a meaningful piece of this organization, no, we immediately had to stop and, and change gears because someone wanted to horn in on the press conference and ask a Will Greer question. Are you kidding me? Dante Jackson is on the front of the building. I don't care that Will Greer plays quarterback. You know where he plays quarterback? Not in the NFL. That's where he plays quarterback. The, the idea that Will Greer is more important than Dante Jackson and that we should shove aside a real conversation that Perry Fuel had with Dante Jackson to ask a, a hypothetical Will, Will Greer question? Will Greer is not going to be the next franchise quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. It, I'm not. That's not anti-Will Greer. That's a numbers play. That's just a numbers play. That's just pure percentages, pure analytics, if you will. Analytics. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. But Dante Jackson is a real. I mean, one of the real gems on a defense that lacks playmakers that you think could, you know, could become one of those guys in this league. And instead, you and 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 by the way, also in doing so, shoved aside the young lady that was asking the question. To get your real Greer question in, I was so disappointed, and, and and I thought Perry Fuel left it there to have the follow up question be asked, and instead we got to shove it aside because somebody who's not, clearly not listening to the press conference, clearly not listening to the head coach of the Carolina Panthers talk about one of the most important guys on this defense, so that he can get to his Will Greer question because well quarterbacks sell or what you want to put it at the headline, you've got your piece written or whatever. Listen to what you're doing. When we criticize these these coaches and these players for getting tunnel vision and for not understanding the situation you're in, if you're a journalist and you're in a press conference and a coach says something like that, and you go, oh, oh, oh he finished talking. Guess I guess this is where I insert my question about a meaningless third round pick. I'm sorry, but that was that was negligence. It was it was I was thoroughly ticked off because that the most important question was the Dante Jackson question. Insert there is no day. In Pantherland, when the Will Greer question is the most important question. Anyways, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> I don't have as uh, fiery a hot take as that one, but just one more thing, if I can add it on, that uh, I think Dante Jackson can both be right about the play call and not have needed to say it in front of the microphone. And this isn't because so both of those are true. Because that real, that I, may have not that may have been a, a horrible play call. He may not have liked the play. He probably didn't. And for me, uh, on Madden, third and long, backed up in their own end zone on blitz, I'm going to engage eight all the to every time. But in the NFL, when when your history is littered with Matt Ryan sixty yard bombs, littered just every bad memory the Panthers have about the Atlanta Falcons is Matt Ryan throwing it up for grabs into single coverage. And, come on. At the same time. But I'm allowed no, to say it. Yeah. Well, to, Elena, to Elena's point that, that, uh, about Dante, I, I don't think this is, this is not unrecoverable. This can be a chapter. This could be a learning point. You know, I mean, this, this happens. Sure. This is a the same place where, yeah, where Steve Smith grew. So I still have hope. I still have optimism. It's why I wanted to hear the answer in the press conference instead of some stupid hypothetical Will Greer question. But anyways, um, the, the, other, the other thing is, that's not the way we've done it. The way you did it got your coach fired, young man. Oh, you mean they tried something different because the last guy that did it the other way got fired? Well, 
I am shocked. I, I am just blown away that they might try something different in that situation. Now let's talk about Will Greer. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just joking. That's actually not what we're. That's not an about. anti. And that, look, it could be, that is not anti Will Greer. It's just the reality of it. These guys, Kyle Allen, I think could be could be the Panthers' quarterback if he had about 50 more starts before he had to start for the Panthers again. You know, like I think he could get there. I just don't think that. I mean, look, I understand, but these guys are going to look rough early on, and there's no time for these guys to get the development that they need. I mean, there's really not. So I think that's why you see more and more guys that need to come in and be polished and be ready to go right away because you've got the investment. I just don't I, – I think that the road for these guys to have success is, is, a, is a really tough one. And I don't think the NFL's done a good enough job. We've talked about it with the quarterback position before that I just don't know where these guys get the experience to possibly look competent enough on an NFL field. Let's take a break. When we come back, Woo! we won't talk about Wilger. <laughs> Join us on the Roaring Riot podcast this week as we cover a broad variety of topics, including the loss in Atlanta, and we look ahead to the matchup against Seattle. Oh, and there's also a little story about some coaching changes you may have heard about. Tune in to Jamie's weekly Tecmo Bowl matchup and stick around for a final thought on why you should tune in to our last three podcasts this season. There's a lot more, so please join us on the Roaring Riot podcast, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Three weeks. We can survive three weeks, right? Yes. <laughs> we can do this. We're not going to murder each other today. <laughs> so tell Elena, me. you've never been here. That, that's true. Uh, is just, that's just par for the course. Colin gets fired up. He's a. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't know people had such hot Dante Jackson takes, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And press conference takes. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah I didn't know those existed either, so it's nice to know. Welcome to Charlotte. I hope I'm never a <laughs> uh, press conference hot take, though. Like, I do something that makes me I have asked but... some bad press conference questions. <laughs> oh, it happened. My question game in the last two weeks has been really bad. Like, I've had multiple guys be like, so what's your question? Like... <laughs> Is it long-winded? It's are just you, are gets you a little rambly. Well, it's like they just get a little rambly. You're asking three questions in one? Yeah, a little bit. You keep it simple. Yeah. You got to be like, Kiss. tell me this. Stupid. Keep it yeah. simple, stupid. That's right. <laughs> That's what it's go. all about. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, David Tepper said about something. I don't remember what, but he definitely used that example. And then he was like, it's like that saying, kiss, keep it simple. And then it's like, you got another S in there, dog. <laughs> Kais? It's just yeah. a dollar sign for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So in these last few weeks, what young player are you guys most excited to see? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'll go ahead and take the bullet here and say Will Greer. Oh, I come mean, on. <laughs> Colin left the room, by yeah, the way. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, honestly. Are we going to see him? I, I think we are at some point. I think the, they've kind of answered all the questions I think we need to answer about Will Greer by simply not playing him and continuing to use the phrase. There you go. Continuing to use the phrase, uh, Kyle Allen gives us the best opportunity to win when you've lost five straight and he's turned the ball over, what, 26 times? Is that right? Lots of times. Lots of times. <laughs> and he still gives you the best opportunity to win. I think that should be all the answer that you need. But if you need to see him out there, um, I, I think they're going to give him a shot. And I will say this. My my only, not my only positive point about Will Greer, because he's a very nice guy. Um, I never thought that Kyle Allen was an NFL quarterback. In practice, in training camp, he looked 
like he was like it was too fast for him like he was never going to be able to get out there and even throw a touchdown let alone be able to lead them to four wins and and whatever he has proven himself as a competent backup um but once he got out there under the lights he was okay and i think that's all you can really ask for and i think that's kind of the best case scenario for will greer the worst case scenario is will greer goes out there and lights it up for like 45 minutes and then the season ends. And then we have six months worth of, well, you got to give, I mean, Greer was as cute, his passer rating is like 119.7. Perfect in the second half. <laughs> Against third stringers. That's all I'm going to say is just perfect, perfect in the second half. That's right. I got my Greer sticker <laughs> and I'm ready. Put that fluffer nutter in the game. <laughs> Reps matter, and I think we've seen it with Kyle Allen. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when it was the New Orleans game. Yeah. We we were saying that's the best we've seen this young man look. Yeah, you're right. And he, he didn't get a ton of college experience. He didn't, you know, get the games there. I just and, and I feel I feel like the same thing is going to happen for Greer here. I don't think he's going to going to have a long enough runway to ever, even if he is at some point good enough to be the quarterback. I don't think he's going to get a long enough runway to do it. it, it it's I'm not saying they're doing this as a gimmick to try and get people in the stands. I don't think we'll get, but it, it feel you know it feels like that. Like I don't think that they're going to have enough chance, or that he's going to be able to do anything at, at this point where he's gonna he's gonna have a meaningful shot at being this quarterback. I don't know. I mean, I think from what you're saying, Will Greer could end up in the exact same spot that Kyle was last year, where we're gonna say they'll start Will Greer the last week. He will look great against the New Orleans backups who may not have anything to play for at that time. And then like you said, we're stuck with oh yeah, Will Greer was great and yeah. That and he was great and you got one game of him cuz you were like, "Ah, yes, you know, we need more Kyle Allen." After we've, you've got a pretty good sample size of Kyle Allen now, you used a third round pick on Will Greer. I think you got to be able to I would start him more than one game because I think you need more than one sample size of, you know, what could he do? Is he worth keeping? Is he worth is he worth having next year as more than a backup quarterback? I think you need more than one game to see that. If he didn't go in when the Panthers went down 40-13 to 13 and Kyle Allen had just thrown his yeah. second interception on that third and 20 where he just threw it up for grabs to four different Falcons – I don't think he's going in. I, I think he maybe maybe week seventeen. I think is the time, but it's just I. I, I mean, they they don't they obviously don't want to put him in there. And why though? That's but, what well, I don't he, get. Wait, I'll tell you why. Because I think it's more important for the, for David Tepper to evaluate Scott Turner than it is to evaluate Will Greer. Ooh. If you're going to make that case, I would make the case that you should also be evaluating Marty Herney though. And by that, I mean... Oh, I think that file is... I, I, I know I may be on the outside. That's fine. I think that I think that file is... That, that evaluation is written. I would still be... If I was David Tepper, I would want to still be writing that, especially considering they are hiring some other GM, whatever role. Not GM, assistant GM role. And director uh, of vice president of... And whatever the whole whatever title is, may be yeah. that is going to be doing something with Marty Herney. Whatever. Definitely not the guy from Pittsburgh. Not Kevin. <laughs> ignore all of those signs. Going to be somebody else. A lot of people are going to have a chance at that job. I'm sorry, Elena. No. <laughs> 
All I mean is that you used a third round pick on this guy, and I agree with Josh in the sense that I don't think they actually are going to start him maybe week 17, like you said, but I wouldn't be shocked if they don't start him at all. And I just think you're missing out on seeing what he could do, and I think that's a huge mistake. Yeah, I think the idea that if you want to use him as a uh, as a measuring stick for Marty Herney's ability to, to evaluate quarterbacks, because I got news for you. Uh, the backup to Tom Brady, who looked great in the preseason, went about 25 picks after Will Greer. So Vincent Richards loved him. Uh, I'd encourage you to check out all of Scout Camp 2020 on theriotreport.com. That's theriotreport.com. Loving LSU quarterbacks a year before it's cool. <laughs> Can I ask the question, what does Will Greer look like in practice? I He's got a beard. That- Okay. He's got a Where's great a helmet? beard. It great is a beard. great beard. Yeah. He I likes love to wear beard. beanies a lot. He's yes. a big beanie guy. Mm-hmm. Besides that. <laughs> I asked that because watching the Atlanta game, I kept thinking, not how bad does Will Greer look in practice, because that's not what I want to say, and that's not how I feel, but it makes me wonder, how does he look like in practice if we're not even willing to... Now, granted, I would have not thrown him out there in the fourth quarter of that game, because I think that's not fair to Will Greer. I agree. Uh, I... I personally think that's a bad, especially against, to be honest, and this is another thing why you may not want to throw him out there, is because this offensive line can't protect uh, anything. anything. <laughs> so all you're asking him to do is go back there and get chased. Now, that right. being said, yeah, sometimes you're going to get chased when you're an NFL quarterback, so you got to get experience doing that too. You want to get to 5,000 reps, you got to start with about 40 of them during a game. If I was Perry Fuel and I was the, the interim coach, I, you would probably just take that off for week one. Like, okay, we've got enough change going on sure. here. and he said Let's, that specifically. Yeah, yeah like, and, and I, think they, I think they get a total pass on this. Like, the, even, even what you're saying, like, if not when they're down 40 to 13, like, I think just because of week one of a new coach, I think I would give him a pass on that. But, look, I'm not anti seeing Will Greer, but I think we'd be better off seeing Will Greer next year. Like, for his development than seeing him in week 17, like in the scenario you guys are saying, and it doesn't really mean that much. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the idea of him being the future QB of the Carolina Panthers, I think... Heir apparent is the term you're Sorry, looking for. Sorry, thank you, <laughs> thank you, sir. If, if, like, the idea of him being the heir apparent may have already passed us by. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like we have three games left. I would start Will Greer for all three. Boom! That's but, going on. That's and then the, put ketchup on him. That's the pull quote. If we were on the radio, that would be Elena Getzenberg says, I would start him for all three. Exclamation point. It would never happen. I heard you... F. Kyle Allen is what I heard. <laughs> yes. That's oh. exactly. Yes. <laughs> no, you, Confirmed. You used a third round pick on a guy. And what we're saying is no. He assume he's going to be in a backup competition with Kyle Allen, with Cam or whoever you draft or sign or whoever's – QB1 going into training camp, and we're going to wait and see and still not have any answers for Will Greer. I think we have the answers. That's what I'm saying. We have the answers. They, why do I need? To, why do we need to see it? I guess okay, that's I, a good point. Again, uh, on the list of people I would rather evaluate more than, Ky, or than, than Will Greer would be Ian Thomas, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. Kyle Allen is what he is, but I think we know what he like, – we, we they don't know what's going to happen when they put Will Greer in that game. They have no idea. I mean, the world's not going to explode. He's just going to throw interceptions. I think. You, you hope. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm picturing a snap with like him doing like the like the, the, the seal hands or something. <laughs> I said. I mean, I, look, you don't know. I, I would just rather 
I'd rather keep Kyle Allen and let me see what we do have with Ian Thomas. Because to me, Curtis Samuel still has questions as if he's going to be a number two for this team. Like, do you think we can roll in to next season with Curtis Samuel as the two? I mean, obviously we can, uh, but then we might be accepting long term mediocrity. Um, but do you want to? Do we want to go into to uh, with a guy that has a, like a fifty percent catch percentage as a number two? But a fair amount of uncatchable balls coming his way. I mean, I, I see him open running down the field. I mean, that that's fair. Like. He also has chances to make plays. In, no, you're absolutely doesn't. right. I mean, he he drops balls too. I, I I I'm. Is there a word that is used to describe Curtis Samuel? Like like because I get the impression that that the the word that comes to mind with me with him sometimes would be the opposite of what I consider DJ Moore. And that I consider DJ Moore a baller. I think Curtis Samuel comes across as soft. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's a. I mean, that's a, more spicy than I'm willing to say. I would not describe him that way, but that's fair. If I'm that's how you, if that's how he comes across, I mean, it, I, I, can I you give wa- us some more uh, evidence to back up that hypothesis, sir? Yeah, well, the, the drop passes when there's people in his vicinity would be my number one. Is there, as, I mean, as a, as a starting wide receiver, that would seem to be a, a good skill to have. I would just like to know how much of it's on him. Yeah, and I don't know. That's the thing, too, with, like, I agree with you that you want to see as much of him as you can and all that stuff, but at some point, with Kyle, if Kyle's the quarterback, you're going to see this offense is this offense, and it's going to look the same relatively each week, so I don't know if you're going to learn did so you, much Did more. you see Reggie Bonifant get that second carry, though? Wild. I mean, Curtis Samuel was in the backfield. We are mixing stuff up. We Analytics, crazy. baby. Scott three, Turner. Three different ball carriers, four yards. What you got? <laughs> No, this is what, out there. Look, this is year three for Samuel, though. Like, next year's it. I disagree. Yeah. I actually think this is year two for Samuel. I feel okay. like he is. But from a contract standpoint. Oh, yeah, okay. That's was, like, like, you know. <laughs> Factual, yes. All right. <laughs> I just, I mean, because in, in your, in your th- I, I understand because what you're how saying. Much yes. her, how much, how the injuries that he's had, essentially he hasn't right. had any off seasons except for this year. And then he came into camp and he was Lynn Swan. And then... Hasn't quite been, hasn't quite gotten there yet. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been bullish on on his time here. I, just this year, I, I felt like we were gonna, there's gonna be a breakout, and obviously, it's not the only thing that's gone wrong. But trying to look forward with this team and figure out the guys that we do think are gonna be a part of this team going forward. Your band aid that's just just dangling there is kind of distracting. <laughs> I noticed it too. <laughs> just, thanks, it's an audio. Thanks for medium. coming to the podcast, Elena. Here's a band aid for you to stare at. <laughs> Just, it's only a little blood, and it's I all Josh's. I fine. had some blood taken earlier today. I had well, some, get keep, some blood you work keep done. That to yourself. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> and you were like flexing the arm. You're like, Elena, you see this? You see this band aid that's just dangling here? I get fidgety. <laughs> Anyways, Curtis Samuel, I thought we, we might see a, 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 a jump, a leap. Something this season and and next year is 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 a must year because you're gonna have to make that decision for contract. Purposes. I agree. I think it goes back to training camp and how we got really excited and we we kind of put not that pressure on it, but we kind of thought this would be that like breakout year for him and we would see like I feel like the season looks different than training camp. You're not seeing him get the separation in that. And granted, it's very different the game and training camp, but 
And and to be to be fair to Curtis, I, it was it, he was wide open when I had the convulsion when Cam threw the ball underhand to him and missed him by 15 yards week two of the season. So Curtis was wide open. Maybe things are completely different. If changed that play, his yeah, whole season. it did. It did. Yeah, because it changed my whole season. You want to see leaps and jumps? He's <laughs> jumping and leaping for all those overthrown balls. <laughs> Saving that joke for a while. <laughs> Worth it. To say, how long have you been sitting on that? Since he said jumps and leaps. <laughs> Gosh. Any other young players we're excited about? The only thing I have to say is I hope, or I would want, if I was the Panthers, to see a lot of Reggie Bonifon and very little Christian McCaffrey. But that's also me be thinking about what happened with Cam and God forbid for everyone who watches football's sake, if Christian McCaffrey was to get hurt through the last, yes, knock on everything, because nobody would want him to get hurt. But if something was to happen these last three weeks, I think you'd look back on this as a really, why was he even playing? I, I have I have something to say, and it is that nothing positive can come out of these last three weeks. There is nothing positive that can happen for the Carolina. There's a lot of negative oh, things that can happen. I don't agree with that. What can, what can oh. happen? We What's can positive? lose and get a great draft pick. Lose out. You're lose, right. baby, that, lose. <laughs> Five and eleven the hard way. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could see some things from some of these guys that. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Oh no. I'm sorry. I just realized what's going to happen. Oh no. We're we're going to be blessed with Tua talk. Oh yeah. Because you of the just realized that no, just because, came no because the broken because yes. because my assumption the whole time has been that he's going to be gone right like he mm-hmm. like we're, they've won too many games Tua's not there. But then the broken hit. Oh no, baby! Oh no, he might last. He might just oh, no, just go baby, ahead and no. last. Today no, baby, I saw no. that the Panthers are projected to have the tenth overall pick. Like they're the apparently that was their current projection. They're definitely going to be in any quarterback they're right talk. In, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they're right no, there. Yeah. Luke, they're right into it, town, baby. Hips, y'all. Hips. You know what? They, they need another they injured don't quarterback. Lie. They do not. That's lie. exactly what the Carolina Panthers need: more injured quarterbacks. How do you pronounce uh. his last name? I'm Tua. gonna say it wrong. You just, that's why you just say Tua. Yep, just Tua. Hopefully, think, that's all we'll have to learn. I think I, I can say it, but I don't want to say it wrong. Do it. Oh. Is there a? Is there no. a? Yeah, no. <laughs> the best part is when they have, if they have like the, the seventh pick in the draft, and everybody like somehow talks themselves. They'll be like, "Well, what if Burrow falls to them?" And it's like, "Come on, guys, <laughs> that's that's like the worst kind of draft. Like that's the worst spot to be in. Is like." It's just when you just everyone is like the consensus overall number one, and they're like, "Well, but what if? <laughs> you know, what if, what, what what if there's a let's six, debate between Fournette and McCaffrey? Run and Fournette's Young. not gonna be there at eight. Chase Young's gonna be sitting there. Six I mean, if he is going going top uh, six, I'm interested. Well, he's suspended, so well, I don't know. But his three cone time is a little little subpar for what we're looking for. <laughs> Analytics. <laughs> Analytics, baby. The good news is is that Lane Kiffin will not be a part of any conversations of coaching hires or whatnot. No, he's already gone. He's a big analytics guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. Whoa, Lane! (laughs) Whoa! Wow! Like you left, you left the national championship game, went to Florida, and found all of the buffets. (laughs) I mean, good on you, Lane. Live, live your best life. But whoo! I did not realize we were this kind of podcast. Where yes. we are going to be I'm not railing tra- on Lane Kiffin for enjoying his life. Mm. I haven't and seen syrup. what he looks like. And I'm roll- have to look it up. rolling his belly like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> now <laughs> he could be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who wants to play a game? Yes. Game time. This week we will be playing Christmas song mashup. So create an analogy between a Panthers player and a Christmas song. If you need an example, all I want for Christmas is you, Will Greer, since all of social oh. media and the fan base thinks that he should be playing this season. Oh. Okay. Did I, did I just take yours? Call, yeah. <laughs> Will Greer one. and there, Kyle Should we just do all Will Greer Christmas songs? If Ooh, David wow. Tepper really wants to think outside the box, send them both to the XFL. No. <laughs> yes. They could. Look, they just need reps. People need reps in life. That's not how it works. Them. It's not like the Greensboro Swarm. You don't just send them down and they get yeah, reps. Come on, come on. <laughs> don't just send one of two if twin. Brothers that's where down we're headed. I, I still believe that's where we, where we are headed here. I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden all these minor league football teams sprung up. I think that the NFL wants and needs a minor league. They want and a they, Greensboro kit, but they don't want team. They do. They, they need. They, look, they need a world league. Jake, no franchise should understand that more than maybe the Rams, but than than the Carolina Panthers. I mean, and, and Jake said it, um, and he said it. He's said it repeatedly during in the radio broadcast this season. The difference between him and Kyle Allen is he was in his, he was in his seventh season as a professional quarterback, whereas Kyle Allen's in his second. Like those games, those reps, those years matter. And the NFL, in a league that's built around the quarterback position, has got to figure out a way to, to make more of these guys. And and the only way to do that is to give the guys that are close more reps. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it was something about Christmas songs. you got to pick a mashup, oh. a Christmas song and a Panthers well, player. There is one man that's going to define this offseason for the Carolina Panthers, and that's David Tepper, the man with all the toys. Is that a Christmas song? What song is that? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay, well, uh, it's excusable from you, Elena, but the Beach Boys are a celebrated part of American music history, and that is one of their their classic Christmas songs. Now, oh. I'm now as a Jewish, I was also going to say can, I am yeah. also Jewish, and that it's a Jewish. A Jewish. <laughs> I I prefer to use the actual words to describe myself. We did not. We did just for the record. We did not put ourselves on one side of the table. That was not intentional. That was a pure coincidence. I felt a little uncomfortable, but I was like, oh. I don't know, but it has caused me to have to look up Christmas songs. Because now I will say that I do. I love Christmas songs, and I have never um, heard the man with all the toy. The man with all the toys. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? The man in the chair and all You're the little have to men. Look this up. The man with the chair and all the little men. Yeah. Or right. a big. Uh, what is it? A big man in a chair and all the tiny men. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple. Um, oh, a couple. The first one would be. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just like fading in and out of the microphone, not paying attention. Uh, the first one would be Last Christmas, and it would be for Kyle Allen. And let me tell you why. Woof. I just got a little offended before you tell me why. Wait a minute. What? I, okay, I suggested a Christmas song, and, and, and the person that doesn't doesn't celebrate Christmas wants to tell me that, that it's not an acceptable song. I mean, like, this, I don't, I'm not telling you anything about your holiday. Maybe you just, just leave my song alone. Can I use a Hanukkah song for this game? Yeah. Sure. We welcome, to, we welcome all the holiday songs. Yeah, we welcome all songs of all stars and stripes here. That's right. Um, <laughs> because, as you may remember, last Christmas, uh, Panthers fans gave Kyle their hearts when Aww. he had a nice game in New Orleans, and then the very next day, he gave it away. <laughs> 
That was um, really good, by thank the way. You, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. How long were you thinking about that one? Uh, it's been a long time <laughs> coming, baby. And then he turned into Dominic the Christmas donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Playoff hopes got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Is that a thing? Are we just now we're just saying Christmas <laughs> things that kind of sound vaguely Christmas? I like it. Elena, what do you got? Oh, I thought you had multiple. Oh, um, yeah. I want to hear your Hanukkah song, Matt. No, I don't have a Hanukkah oh, song. You were, just, <laughs> you were just asking if we could? Well, there's really only like one Hanukkah song. The Hanukkah song? Yeah. Yeah. By Adam <laughs> just Sandler, right? And like dreidel, 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 but that like really doesn't uh. apply to the Panthers. Um, <laughs> I think, so I was trying to think of a cute one, but I probably won't be able to. But I think um, this is like a bit of a stretch here. But We're all about stretches. I'm going to go with Santa Claus is Coming to Town because, hold, stay with me here. Okay. Ready? Something new, like the new Panthers are coming. This is my stretch here. But we're going to get a new head coach, maybe a new quarterback. Probably. TBD. Who Probably. knows? Definitely. Okay. 100%. <laughs> a lot of stuff under the tree this year. But my thing is there's going to be a lot of new people coming to town for the Panthers. It's going to be a new, probably a lot of new front office faces, probably a lot of new players, and a new head coach. So I think that is why it's not Santa Claus, but people are coming to town for the Panthers. You better not pout, and you better not there cry. You, you better not shout. Because you've got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. This is not a democracy. Nikki, do you have one? Silent Night for Dante Jackson. Oh, that's <laughs> wow. Pretty good. How about for the Dreidel song? Uh, I have what? a little. I have a little Will Greer. I made him out of clay, and when he's dry and ready, you'll that's him. when you'll put him in the week seventeen. Or you'll just keep him on the bench. We're good at this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're just knocking him out of the park, except for Colin. I not uh, listen. I got some stuff that I got to work on myself, but Colin was terrible today, and really, really bad. Just did a bad job on the podcast. And um, I don't don't take this out of context. No, Josh said it did fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with my performance in that, you know, at the end of the day, like he's the producer of the podcast. He should have done better. That's what he said. <laughs> right. That's what you said. I feel like when you end all of it, you should say bless his heart. Right. Bless or your like, heart. Uh, no disrespect. No disrespect. Yeah. What's the. Yeah. 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 Just all be having a blue Christmas. <laughs> wow. Elena, tell the folks at home where they can find you on all the internets and social medias and whatnot. Okay. Well, I'm at A. Getzenberg. I'm not going to spell it because you just have to look for it. Uh, A. Getzenberg on Twitter and then charlotteobserver.com slash Panthers for all of your Panthers content. Please check it out. And thank you guys for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Trying to be nice. That was nice. Uh, Mr. Colin. I'm trying to follow Elena right now on Twitter. Just if I could have a moment, please. Yeah, it's right. a tough spell. G E. It's a lot of T- E's. Now, it's as a Jewish, e's. I know how to spell this thing. It's all E's. You got it yet? Nope. nope. All right, it's big all dog. E's and Z's. <laughs> it's a very. Views are not found. Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. Follow me at Josh Klein Rules. J O S H K L E I N rules.com <laughs> I was like there's more to that there's a Z kind of like dragons with a Z no rules with an S I'm Z on Instagram ah oh, my bad I'm more extreme on Instagram I can see pictures of my dog <laughs>
And hopefully as Santa, we're going to find that picture. Uh, Colin is Colin CLT, in case anyone was wondering. I'm Nikki704. Still found it. Oh, Lord. I'm we'll on. see you next week when Colin is still trying to find Elena on Twitter. This has been One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Elena Getzenberg, your One Day Contract is up. Everyone else, we'll see you next week. If you speak German, listen to Keep Talking. He's the man with-